Welcome to episode 18 of ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And Chris, we've actually met. We can confirm that we are humans. And <laughs> uh, close. And we had a good night, and me and you and Scott got back. We're, now we're going to save our full review show. I know you guys have been wanting us to go in and tell us you know, all the different things, whether it's our favorite houses or things we liked and didn't like. We're going to save some of that for when we can have Scott on. But Scott um, has a TV taping tonight. We had some scheduling issues earlier in the earlier in the week, so we weren't able to do that. But today we're going to cover a couple things that I think we can talk on. One is the RIP tour, and we're also going to talk about the stage shows and give sort of our thoughts. But this is definitely our first Halloween Horror Nights 26 show. And there are going to be plenty more to come. Uh, so don't worry. This is just the tip of the iceberg, something to make sure we had a show out this week for you guys, other than the bonus show. And again, make sure to go listen to that bonus show with Summer Aiello, you know, talking about Rocky Horror that's happening this week and next week. Go check that out. But you already heard that. Chris, you're back home. You're feeling good. You know, overall, you, it was a successful trip for you? It was, yeah. It was, it was a very different uh, trip for me personally because normally – I'm out there for quite a long time, so I managed to go on a number of uh, nights, whereas this time I've had to be quite concise with the, with the amount of times I've been able to go. So that kind of leads us on to why we chose to do the uh, the RIPs. Right, and you did it more than once. So did you, were both the ones you did private? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there were a couple people that sent in questions about public tours. We won't be able to address those too much because the private tour was an interesting thing. I had never done it before. I don't think you had done it. And one of the questions that came in, because I'll just base some of these off of what people have said, uh, it came in, it said pretty, this is from Simon Isabel said, if you only have one night to see Halloween Horror Nights 26, would you pick an RIP tour or an express pass? I have my thoughts, but Chris, what do you think? Well, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if, if, if budget allows, then definitely do it. Um, and obviously, the different nights that you go, the, the different prices that exist. Um, strangely, I went on a Saturday for my first one, which I think is the most expensive night to have right. an RIP tour. But it was actually the <laughs> the actual event was very, very quiet on a Saturday. Yeah, very odd. And we went Sunday. And for those of you asking kind of the general idea of how an RIP tour works, we booked this thing months ago because sometimes they go pretty fast. Now, some you can book same day. It totally depends on the day you're wanting to go, the group you're wanting, time slots and all that. We booked this thing. I mean, what back in, whenever they went on sale in the summer and it cost us roughly about $2,100 for the group. So everyone kind of chipped in. It could fit 10 people. Everyone chipped in an extra 200 bucks or so to go on this tour and to see Halloween Horror Nights in a different way. I had positives and negatives. So, so those of you guys who are who are definitely going to go for one night, I'm glad we did it. I'm really glad we did it because that night, that Sunday night, was historically slammed. It was absurd. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that it's my only night at Halloween Horror Nights, and I hope I'm able to get back maybe in the next couple of weeks just by luck or by chance because, I, unfortunately, it was just a night where it was intense and slammed, and we had waits. Our, our buddies who were in the parks as well told me that waits – with express pass for something like the walking dead were 70 to 75 minutes. And that would have killed your evening if you weren't on this RIP tour. So I would have been really bummed. I honestly probably would not even have done that house if I knew that the express pass time was that long. Uh, it's something they got to work on next year for sure. If you're going to sell express passes, you can't have 70 minute waits. It needs to be 20 or under uh, really because 
it gets absurd. And it was also slammed because the night before was like a monsoon of rain. Uh, and it can- it didn't cancel the night, but it really slowed down traffic, according to our guides. And, and don't don't forget that this coming uh, week that's coming up this weekend and then onwards, it's hell week. Right. So, I mean, if the event itself is getting busier and busier and busier every year, what's Hell Week going to be like right. this year? I, I don't know. I mean, I've been on Halloween where it's quiet. I've been so many different times, but I honestly I never felt it this way. And I don't know what it changed. Maybe something did really change so significantly at 25. But I'm glad we did the RIP tour because we were able to do all the houses. We would have had – we actually finished about two hours early before our RIP tour theoretically could have ended, and we actually started an hour late. So what was very nice with the private tour is – we all went to dinner. Uh, a lot of us got together and went to dinner at Toothsome's. We were able to get a reservation in a private room, and it was great. We had a, a lot of fun with a lot of our listeners. Thank you guys so much for showing up. And a lot of our just friends who came out and had a good night with us. But because we were just hanging out with our buddies, we ended up running about an hour late. I called, no problem. It's a private tour. Do whatever you want. So we actually didn't start till about 7.30 that night. And we were still able to see every house, every show, with two hours to spare, and honestly, we were all just exhausted from the day and decided around 12.30 to call it. We could have gone till 2 a.m. Uh, not everybody stuck around for sure. By the end, it was just a few of us wanting to make sure we saw everything. But in general, it was a really interesting experience. I know some people have, have dogged on it saying you kind of run through scare zones, and there is some of that. Uh, I felt it, it didn't feel as – you even at a private tour, you're not going necessarily at your pace <laughs> – uh, that's kind of how I felt, but, but you could have, you could do whatever you want. And honestly, it was, it was a night where I just wanted to make sure we saw everything. And our tour guide, who is amazing, made sure we did. That's right. When I, when I did mine, um, obviously it's a much, much smaller group and it was sort of up to me personally what right. we wanted to see. So I did every house twice. Some houses we did three times. I didn't see the, um, uh, the dance group, but I did see Bill and Ted and I did some of the attractions, some of the rides that I haven't done actually for years, like the mummy. I hadn't done the right. mummy for you know, a very long yeah, you time. You were able to do those rides, which was awesome. I wish we had done more too. But again, we had a big group and Horror Nights was our yeah. was our focus. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we did Gringotts right. as well, didn't we? So Because um, a lot of us hadn't actually done Gringotts. Uh, but yeah, for mine, you know, I, I was, you know, and we left. We I, I was there on time for mine, but we left probably an hour or, or an hour and a half early. Uh, I feel I can feel sorry for the tour guide. I know it's silly. I know we're paying yeah, a lot of money. It's still two a.m. I see the tour guides. Like, yeah, it's two a.m. There's sweat pouring down their brow, and they're like, "You want to ride Transformers right. now?" <laughs> I felt the same way. I, I you know, our tour guide was great. She had no problem sticking around if we wanted to, but it did get especially as as our big group started to wind down. It started to become a little bit weirder. It was like, "All right, now it's time." Now she was great, excellent. I, I've given her great reviews on the website, but we were able to see everything, and we would have been able to do everything twice. But because it was so historically busy, it also – I was kind of ready to be done. Like it just felt crazy. I mean legitimately, guys, we walked through one of the scare zones, which one of our friends who asked the question in here, he was actually the person that asked about um, the cost and all that and how that all works. And by the way, he asked specifically, how does it work? Well, I paid and then everybody else paid me. So it wasn't like it was broken up in 20 payments or 10 payments. It was I booked the thing. I paid with it one credit card and then people – I just had everyone you know, pay me back. That's how that works for people who want to know. But we went through the Dead Man's Wharf and they didn't have characters out. And I ended up messaging our buddy who's in, who is the character in that. And I said, hey, we didn't see you or anyone. He just said it was so busy. They didn't even feel that it was safe to have them out there. And that mm-hmm. kind of shows you the level of crowds that were out that night. 
But do I do the RIP tour again? I will say I will certainly do it in a group. Like if we all were to go again, I could see that being a, an appeal because it was um, so busy, but it was also able to get everything done, not to worry about having to worry about fast passes or get in line. But if it was just two people, three people, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it was... There was great stuff I learned and fun little tidbits. And if I and maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't have the experience. If it was my wife and I and a couple other people where it really was based on kind of what we wanted to do exclusively and we didn't feel like we were kind of all having to do certain things, I would have enjoyed more rides and and more of the universal experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to, to just to give some kind of context uh, for this, these tours have, been, have existed for around 15, possibly right. 16 years now. And... In the old days, and I'm talking, you know, six, seven years ago and before, there was one guy that sat in an office and he organized all the VIP tours all year round and then he did these on the side. And he possibly, in an evening, 2007, 2008, this sort of time, he was sending out maybe four, maybe five RIP tours per night. Now, every single tour guide that works during the day does an RIP tour. And then they actively advertise within Universal for ride attendants and, you know, you know, whoever throughout the park to come and learn the knowledge to be a tour guide just to do RIP. So now instead of there being sort of half a dozen, you're talking two, three dozen right. tours you see coming them for out. Sure now. Yeah, I mean, they are everywhere. And, you know, this goes back to the Express Pass. You know, they're selling umpteen of those and then the queues for that line are getting monstrous. You know, the regular standby lines, I mean, some evenings, some of the houses are just four hours right. all night long. It's absurd. And it was a great look. I have to say, we're going to get into house reviews and all that in a later episode. I thought house-wise, it was a solid year. It wasn't necessarily the scariest year, but it was this, a solid year of really good production. I thought the shows were good. We'll talk about the shows too. But to me, if I had to look like positives and negatives, and some people have asked that, like, what are the what are the negatives? My weirdly negative, and this is just something that's odd, is almost when you're in the standby lines or really in, even in the in the fast pass lines, you're still waiting a good bit of time, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Because some of these houses, and it could be because of construction right now, are so close together that in our IRP tour, it was a chunk of houses. So we do three houses, like that. And then yep. we do three houses like that with almost no time to breathe. And with that, it almost became, I could tell my wife who is not the biggest fan of Halloween Horror Nights. I don't think she'll be doing it again. Uh, she, she, she loves Aww. the show and she loved being with everybody, but she doesn't like the houses. But I could tell her who usually is, is like, yeah, she doesn't like it, but not like overwhelmed. And I could say the same thing about me too. Almost when you have 20 minutes, almost nonstop of a jump scares, it starts to become either like lessened mm. where like I almost didn't even care anymore of about the scariness of it or it became too overwhelming where it was like, okay, I just have to take a break. Like it just got intense, especially because it seemed like the houses that are scary were lumped together and the houses that were not scary were lumped together. And mm. that would be my only negative. And that's a stupid negative to say we waited not enough time, but, but I got, <laughs> that's the only big difference when I think about the years and think about walking through the park over the last 15 years I've been going. That to me was the biggest difference was because it was so short that there wasn't almost that time to chill out, have a drink, reassess yourself. Not that we couldn't have stopped and done it, but it was almost just so much at once that it was a little bit hard to breathe sometimes. Not not actually breathe, but you know what I mean, to even just 
relax. Like I can remember, it wasn't like we we're going to stop and have a dinner at Finnegan's or, or uh, you know, going into Moe's for a drink. There's, there wasn't those kind of stops. There was a couple you know, mandatory breaks, but they weren't anything really. And then I say, I'd say that's probably my biggest disappointment. The the break in the VIP area, not exactly what I was hoping for. No, I mean, Universal have sort of alluded to this. They've actually had quite a lot of feedback from people that have been on the tours that have said this. And I think going forward, they're looking to do more of a presentation in, in the uh, instant, first instance in uh, the, the Bamba yeah. uh, restaurant to try and give you more of an overview of what they've done and what the event entails. But also on top of that, not forgetting at the San Francisco area and the soundstage behind uh, where the mummy is, there was also two bars there, which on our first tour, we were told these are bars, these have got complimentary drinks and alcoholic drinks that are extra, and there's also food and that, which we can tailor into your tour. On the second tour, I don't remember her saying much about Oh, no, I, I don't remember that at all. Like The only time I remember is we kind of got yeah. shoved in that VIP room twice, the very beginning, and then later in mm. the evening, kind of thing after you had left when we were on the way to Bill and Ted, and... It was it was fine. I mean, I got the drinks. Not like I didn't need the break. I just feel like they could have done more with that part of the night. Um, it, yeah. The other um, interesting complaint that Universal have been getting as well is um, originally, I believe, the original RIPs a long, long time ago. You actually got some uh, tour-specific merch, yeah. maybe a lanyard that said RIP tour yeah, on it or something right. else. So they're on about now bringing that back for the future. I would well. say there's a good chance I'll do it again if I'm in a group. Um, we have a lot of specific questions that we'll answer. I'll, I'll take those now. Uh, but overall, it was a good experience. Our guide was excellent, so I can't say anything bad about her. But I don't know if it was my favorite way to see the event. Now, would I have been saying that if I had a 75-minute wait in Express Pass? No, I've been saying we should have done the RIP tour. <laughs> so there's kind of that give and take. We'll see. We'll see how tw- where, where 27 lands. But if I go back, am I going to do it this year? No. I, well, one, it's probably sold out. Number two, I'd probably just um, do an express pass and hope for the best if I had more than one night. Uh, but in a big group, it was fun. It was an interesting experience. And let's take some questions because I don't know how much, how much more we're going to get into that specifically. But it was, again, overwhelmingly, I'd say we had a positive night. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, like we all didn't have fun together, but when you just take it to the bare bones oh, of, of Halloween Horror Nights. And one of the things we were able to do is the shows, and, and someone asked about this, is for Bill and Ted, you had reserved seatings. That was no problem. We showed up five minutes before the show started, dead center, three rows up, perfect view for Bill and Ted. And then for the Academy of Villains show, which we got, did right when we got there, uh, we kind of got to stand in like a barricaded area. So we weren't out among the commoners. Uh, <laughs> and it, it made that show probably a little bit more pleasant, but maybe you weren't seeing it from exactly the right angle, but it made it, you weren't all crammed together having a panic attack. It was a, so that was a nice little bonus to the RIP tour. And it, again, it was, it was an enjoyable thing for $2,000 alone. I don't know for $200 a person extra. It's something you should consider. I'd say definitely consider it. Uh, so we already answered the question about if we had only one night. This is one person said, uh, any tips? They said, we're doing the RIP tour. This is Hate to Fly, who we know. Uh, I'm doing the RIP tour this Saturday. Thoughts, recommendations, tips. It's their first RIP tour ever. Uh, tips, Chris, you got anything? Uh, for the RIP tour <coughs> specifically, um, I mean, well, don't do like we did. Get there on time. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That was probably no, my no, no, no. If, we uh, we were all ironic. enjoying ourselves. The tooth was running a little long. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, and it, I think I think the, the tip I would say is if if you're doing is he doing it exclusive say. or is he just I, part it, of let's the just team? assume he is. Okay, I mean, it, I mean, I think the, the the key thing is you're the boss, you're paying the money. Speak to the tour guide and tell them exactly what you want to do, because otherwise they'll just they'll take you around all the houses, they'll take you around all the shows, and you know, and they'll they'll give you the best experience they can. But if there's something specific specific that you wish to see and wish to do or do more than, I mean, if you wanted to go to the event and just go through the Exorcist house twenty times, they'll right. do it. And I think I would have I, that. That's a tip I wish. Not that I didn't know, I knew about it going in because there was a big group. It was a little hard to all voice our opinions, but I kind of wish I'd gone in with a game plan. She said what we want. I said, I want to make sure we see every house, do Gringotts and all the scare zones and all the shows. And we accomplished that. But I do maybe yeah. wish I had gone that extra step and said, okay, well, what specifically do we want to spend more time in and and kind of gauge that? Because our thought was, let's do a lap. Let's do everything. See what time it is and then yeah. do whatever we want to do again. And really, by the time, we were an hour late, but still starting at 730, by the time we had gotten through everything... It was after midnight. And at that point, it was like, all right, do we really want to go, uh, at least for me, it was like, do we really want to go sludge through another house again that we've already seen? And it just didn't, it didn't <laughs> feel that way. It just, I didn't have that. And again, I think that'd be different if it was a smaller group. And maybe the non-private RIP tour helps that in some ways because you don't have to worry about that. There is no pressure to what you do and what you don't do. You're just along for the ride. There may be a, a bonus to that. I, I I I don't really know if I have a specific tip other than that. Yeah, maybe go ahead with a plan. Have a plan going in of what you want to see and the guide will help you as much as you can. Because again, the guides are great. It's more just figuring out what you want. All right, this is from Donnie Lakes. He asked a couple of questions. He said, what are some interesting facts or Easter eggs that you picked up from the tour? Well, not to spoil stuff, but actually some really cool stuff we learned. My favorite little Easter egg that was hidden in it, there's a few. I mean, there was, if you're a listener to the Tom and Dan podcast, there's a Tom and Dan sticker on the car at uh, Tomb of the Ancients when you're headed in, if you look at the truck to the right, the front bumper sticker. Now, that was actually told to me by Travis because he's a, a friend of theirs as well. But my favorite one was... At the Halloween house, there's the famous scene, and now I'm going to forget if it's five or six times. Where he says, I shot him six times. And <laughs> what was cool about that is if you actually listen in the movie, he shoots seven times or he shoots six times, whatever it is. He shoots one more time than is stated. So they have an A and a B cast, and one of the casts, Michael Myers, has five uh, holes or six holes, and the other one he has seven. So they were able to kind of make that part of the film and, and really that shows you the level of detail that they're doing in there. Uh, there's also a few references to Jack. I'll, I'll see if we can tweet them out that are in some of the houses and some old props being reused. That was my favorite one. That seems like the most intentional one, not just a little tip of the hat. It actually is something thought out. And I really thought that was a, that was a cool one. I noticed the other day, somebody spotted the um, Indiana Jones uh, idol in uh, tomb of the ancient. That's awesome. Oh, and then also Krampus. Yeah. And then we kind of mentioned that I think on the tracker episode, all the snow globes or a lot of the snow globes are actually facades of previous houses, like previous years. Like there's a, uh, there's a Shady Brook snow globe and a few others. So that's pretty cool. Some very hard to see when you're walking through because that area is so dark in the Krampus house that I, I kind of was able to make out one or two. Um, do you know anything about the non-private tours? Someone asked, uh, I'm not doing a non-private well, tour and I'm wondering how breaks and food drink works. Do we know, do you know that? Uh, for this year, I don't know. In previous years, uh, they kind of give you a basic itinerary when you have your uh, pre-tour reception at uh, Cafe La Bamba. Uh, so they do normally give you a rough overview of what they're going to do, where they're going to go, etc. Yeah. So. All right. Well, 
hopefully that answers your question. Uh, a lot of people have asked about the RIP tour. We'll get into more detail, especially when we have other people on who've done it and see their thoughts. The scare zones were the only thing. Someone asked about running through them, and we mentioned that earlier. Do you feel like you're running through them? No, but I think feel like I was focused on keeping up with my group more than I was uh, like following the the lightsaber of the uh, RIP tour attendant <laughs> than it was following the uh, checking out was around me. So once we got through one or two scare zones, I realized, oh, I need to start refocusing my brain. And someone said, do you rush through them? I actually, in general, whenever we do scare zones, I'm not sitting there lingering. I know a lot of people do. I just kind of like to enjoy them as I walk through because I think that's kind of the uh, what they're meant to be. They're meant to be experiences that you walk through into going to the next house. So to me, I've never done a uh, a specific experience where I feel like I sat around and, and hung out in a scare zone, unless it was something like Purge, where there was a, a sequence or a story. I was going to say, it does go to a sort of a wider issue with the scare zones. I mean, a number of the pinch points, like San Francisco, or as you immediately enter um, the park at Plaza for the Stars, they do become such large thoroughfares with so many people in, entering and exiting houses and walking between the shows and, and, and attractions and things that, that some of them on the Real peak nights, like you said about um, the one where they, they actually didn't right. bring the actors out. I think going forward, if the event is going to continue to be so popular, how they're going to address that on the streets? Because, you know, it's very hard to scare people when you've got a massive crowd. Yeah, of people. I will certainly say this is by far to me the least scary year that I can remember. And maybe that is due to the amount of people. The houses overwhelmingly did not scare. I don't feel like I feel like they're amazingly done. They're beautiful. But I maybe got I maybe got a good once or once or twice where I feel like I actually got like a jump scare that did something to me. Now, I know I'm an adult man now. It's a little bit different than when I was 15. Same thing with the scare zones, though, too. And I think you're right. It's this. This sort of mass. And, I, and I'm always one of those people that said, I'm not a huge fan of when Horror Nights was at Islands of Adventure. Just never really did it for me when we were over there. I liked it, but I did, I, did, I definitely prefer the original park. Now with the size of the mm. crowd, I'm wondering if that's a better option because you're seeing sometimes a lot wider sections of a park at Islands of Adventure. You have throughout that whole Marvel area, feels like it's three times the width of, it may not be, but it feels like it's a lot wider than, uh, you know, walking through the San Francisco area or walking through New York. So yeah. maybe that's an option going back to Islands. I, I don't know if I like that option. The crowds definitely hurt the event. And, and, and Will brought this up too. You guys have all been talking about sort of the selfie culture that's going on with the scare zones. That's definitely there, so much so that it is kind of a bummer. And, and even I know that they, they tell the characters like, hey, you can take a picture. It's fine. It's not like – like I'm a, I, I, I don't know if I like that. I got my picture with Chance. I'm not going to say I'm not one of the people that did it. But there was a line. There was a line in the scare zone to get a picture with Chance. <laughs> like I don't know if that's how what they're supposed to be. Like that wasn't what they were originally supposed to be. That started – I'll tell you exactly when it started, 2009. That was one of the first times when they had a huge movie-themed – event and the sound and a lot of the scare zones had uh, a lot of iconic film characters in them and that was one of the first years where universal because universal used to actively discourage scare actors from right. posing for photos and then from 2009 whether it was roddy i don't know but somebody actively said to them actually we can benefit from all this social media oh i with, totally you know, get as it. it is now like i get it you from know. a promotional standpoint um but i don't love it from a experience standpoint but that's that's just me yeah uh no well, let's quickly touch on and i think we've touched to jrp tour so overall now chris you told me the first night before you did your second tour with us that it was the only way to fly you're never going back <laughs> yeah i did i well i i think for 
journalistic purposes, yes, see that. I need to maintain the the uh, attitude that I need to try everything and, and experience everything. But I think if it was me and budget was no problem, and perhaps I was only going to be there one night, then it definitely would be the RIP. I feel the same way too. If I am going with for if I'm going for one night and I'm going for definitely more than probably just one or two guys with me. I would do it again. And honestly, I'd probably, if I could afford it, I'd do it with two or three people because it'd just be a blast. Uh, and and yeah. like you said, it's a little bit more, especially if I, if I felt like I had a little bit more control. Not that our tour guide did anything to discourage that. Uh, it was just the fact that we had 10 people. And a lot of people wanted to make sure we saw different things and did different stuff. And I think my group was the only ones who had not gone a previous night. So I would definitely, I will do it again. In a heartbeat, I will do it for sure again. Will I do it next year? I don't know. We'll see when we get there. I, I don't know if it's, it's not the top of my list of things to do right now. If lines start staying the way they are, then yeah, I'll feel like I have to do it because I would lose my mind. Uh, so let's though talk because we want to do full <laughs> review show later and we don't have a ton of time left in this show. Chris, we've already done a half an hour on the RIP tour, but let's talk quickly on wow. shows. So two stage shows this year, not uncommon for there to be a couple shows. We do have some questions coming in. So Academy of Villains, going into this, we were led to believe we weren't led to believe, but I think we all kind of jumped at the, this is going to be a disappointment. Uh, it just didn't feel like it had any place in Halloween Horror Nights. After now seeing the show, what are your first thoughts? My first thoughts, and I think I said this to you actually as we was watching it, hands down, because this is really the secondary show. Oh, yeah. Bill and Ted for us, you know, for you and me, is the is the is the cake, and this is the sort of this yeah. is the. I don't know if I would have seen it. If we weren't doing the show, and that's just being honest, yeah, 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 me too. But for a secondary Halloween Horror Nights show, and from my memory and research, I can't think of a better one that they. I done. would agree with that. I don't know if it. We, it got a little overhyped, I think, in my head because by the time that I, we saw this, people were telling me, including people on the group, like this is the greatest thing you're ever going to see in your entire life. So I don't know if I would go that <laughs> far, uh, but it was really cool, really well done. The music is great. The uh, the show itself is is solid. Like it was a really fun show. I really enjoyed it. I am not going to overhype it and say because I think I was expecting these kind of be blown away, and I was kind of like, oh, that was really cool, and I did really like it. Go in there with with thoughts of being like, okay, will I will I love spending my time watching a dance show because it is still a, very much a dance show in the middle of the park that's lightly themed to Shady Brook. Uh, will I will will that do it for me? I think that's up to you as a consumer whether you're gonna just fall in love with this thing or not. I, I enjoyed it. I think you're right. I think of the secondary shows, you know, maybe I'm trying to remember back like a Brian Bushwood or something like that, that could have been cool, but it was really well done. And, and even the compared to, uh, I, I, I mean, I love the Jack shows. It, it, some people ask, you know, that's going to come into questions about a chant show. Would I rather had that? Uh, probably, but I still really liked it. Let's take some, and then let, we'll do some questions on, on County Villains and Bill and Ted, but then let's go now first to Bill and Ted. The one thing, the 25th year of Bill and Ted, lots of controversy online. People love this show. People hate this show. And Chris and I, we may stand to the minority, but darn it, I loved this show. <laughs> I loved it. I know, I, look, I'm not someone who's so like unbiased to be like, every year is great. There's been bad years. There have been good years. I loved this show. To me, it's the best one they've I done agree. in years, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I said to you at the time, you and I were about the same age, and in the last few years, a lot of the jokes, a lot of the comedy has been geared towards the younger generation. There's nothing wrong with that because there's yeah. a lot of them there. But just those peppering of jokes that come from our generation, you know, like the Spaceballs yes. references, you know. I mean, even Academy of Villains where they were doing the Bohemian Rhapsody, and it kind of reminded me of uh, right. Wayne's World. 
you know, it just, I, I just, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like The Simpsons. You're not asking for slapstick all the time, but you do like a little bit of different humor to, to sort of keep everybody yeah. happy. And that's what I thought. And what the difference, did. I feel like the big difference in this show, maybe I'm just wrong, but it wasn't this barrage of characters. So it wasn't it. Here's a thousand characters thrown in that make no sense together. <laughs> yeah. It was like a complete story with that. I'm not going to spoil any of it for you. Cause I know a lot of you guys still want to go, but it had, like I said, space balls and star Wars, obviously it touched on the election. It touched on a lot of things that are happening in America and culture worldwide. And was really funny. Like me and my buddy's been quoting lines from the Bill and Ted show this year that are just hysterical, whether it is the millennials that are kind of ridiculed. And part of me feels like that, and that is that definitely does spoil a little bit of it. Sorry. Do you want to quit listening here? You skip forward like two minutes. The main character is sort of the fanboy that goes online and complains. And I told one of the writers, I'm going to leave who it is. Like, you know, and I said, maybe this is the reason you're getting some of the hate you're getting is because you're kind of going after the person who is the person that's going to complain about this. And it's like almost they're not going to laugh at themselves. It was great. I loved it. I don't care what anyone says. I know a couple people who are who are from the UK who have said, I just didn't get a lot of the references. There was definitely a decent amount of American references. But even like throwing in Mortal Kombat and things like that that were so – a Pokemon, <laughs> or, or like you just they were. I mean, the Pokemon one, at least that's like culturally relevant. Like Mortal Kombat, like you said, is very much like Spaceballs. It's like they just did that because it was funny for me. Like I feel like they just did because it it's only exactly. for people that are in maybe a certain age group and the people that actually grew up watching Bill and Ted, the TV, the movie, exactly, uh, or the TV show, the cartoon. So I loved it this year. I can't complain about either of the shows. Bill and Ted was excellent. New Ted. I like him. It's going to take me a few years, but I like him. I can get used to him. Jason, obviously, Jason Ryan Perry is a friend of ours, friend of the show, so I miss him. But overwhelmingly, it was still fun. It was fun to, to I, I, PJ, who listens to the show, who's Bill, you got to see him after, and he seemed super excited to, to see some of the scare zone people out there just because he's a straight-up listener to the show and a really good guy. So um, not that that would have told – I would have told him if I didn't like the show. I did. I love this show. So haters can hate. I, I, as Taylor Swift would say, but I, uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. We have some questions related to quite to some. We have do have some questions related to the shows. Let's take a few of those, and then we got to wrap this show up. We'll get back with you guys next week. All right. This is from Angus on Twitter. Said with Academy of Villains being so successful with Halloween Horror Nights 26 fans, are we hearing any rumblings that we could get them back next year? Now, Chris, are we are we there yet? Is it any, any idea? Uh, it's too soon yeah. to call. I mean, I, I haven't heard anything, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It, it is overwhelmingly popular, and I've heard it's one of the best-reviewed shows they've ever had at Halloween Horror Nights. So odds are in favor they'll come back at some point, but I don't know if it'll be next year. It probably depends if it's Icon year again, yada, yada, yada. All right. Donnie said, which was better, in your opinion, Academy of Villains or Bill & Ted? So, Chris? Well, that I, I, I mean, you, you can't ask us that. No, question, okay. So we're just going to moving say on. Uh, Bill and Ted, I think, was by far better. Not that. It, it, look, no, no offense to anyone on the Academy of Villains team. I've actually talked to many of them. Great people. I just, I, it's going to be hard for me to ever to beat Bill and Ted. So, uh, why? Because it, it, and I like sitting and watching a show. Uh, <laughs> I like having, and I feel like they could, ha- they could do more. It sets bigger. They were able to. It's, it's much more of a stage show than Academy of Villains is a. Is a dance show. It is what it is. Uh, really cool moments, though. 
this is from Dan said, can we cover how surprisingly awesome Academy of Villains was? We had to go back and watch it again. Well, I think you got that covered, Dan, but I'll uh, shout out that. It was. It was really fun. Surprising to a lot of people. Joshua Malone, Academy of Villains has been getting great reviews, but do you think Universal missed a chance by not having an icon event theme show? Or do you think it would have been redundant with his own Anna House dedicated to chance? And a lot of people are asking that sort of the lack or maybe oversaturation of chance somewhat. Chris, what do you think about that? Uh, would you have rather seen a chance show or you think chance had a had a scare zone and a house that was enough well it's a difficult call i mean she did kind of have a mini show right. in her scare zone uh i know the i know it's not actually airing for right. most evenings or at all um so yeah so I, I i don't know the thinking behind that i i mean everybody assumed when that stage was put up that it was going to be a chance show so as soon as we heard yeah. Oh, it's not going to be a chance. There's going to be a third-party group coming in. We were—I mean, I'll be—you know—we were quite surprised. Right. And I think so. I, I don't know the thinking behind that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I did feel like the the chance chance having her house and her scare zone was great. Having them separated felt very awkward. If I'm not going to lie, uh, it it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe it's because we did rush into the house and didn't spend much time in the queue. I don't know. That felt a little strange. Not having Aaron, I think maybe there is something odd to that. Is yes, James will always be Jack. But you can make people look like Jack pretty easily because it's there's so many well, so much take, prosthetics. Uh, we'll take uh, Universal Studios. Is it Japan this year? Yeah, I mean he looks like Jack. Yeah, yeah, and then it's Singapore. You know, the, I mean we we know it's not James Keaton. Right. We know he hasn't flown out there. Right. But it it could be, couldn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he, he doesn't act as, as well and isn't necessarily the character that I want out of Jack. No, 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 no. Beyond that, but if you just saw him straight I mean, up I mean, his face, yeah, aesthetic. like you can make with with prosthetics. Yeah. I think what's weird with Chance, the thing maybe throw people off, is that Chance is just Aaron with makeup, and when you see someone else in the makeup, it, it doesn't necessarily scream out to me, "This is Chance." It's like, oh, is this one of Chance's? Yeah, that's a good minions. Point. So it didn't connect with me the way I hoped it would. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, if it was Aaron doing Chance, sure, I would love to have seen a show. Uh, but if it was just one of the... Do you know what? Now, then I don't know. Well, you, you actually have a very good point because there was a um, a, a, a girl that um, dressed up as Chance for Mickey's Not So Scary. Yeah, I saw that. And her makeup and costume was just as good, really, in my opinion, to what Universal I, was putting their scare out. I would to. agree. She looked as close, if not closer, to some of these people. So I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, and... I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's just what threw me off. Like getting a picture with Chance, I was not as excited as when I got a picture with Jack when I was because Jack wasn't James when I got a picture with him, but it was Jack the Clown. And I feel like this Chance had she has such a specific look that when you put someone else in the costume, it doesn't necessarily look like the same person. It, it you know yeah. it's not it's like a mall Santa Claus thing. It just doesn't necessarily click. So <laughs> would I've liked to have seen Chance show if it was Aaron? Yes. If it wasn't, probably not. I liked Academy of Villains. And I am afraid, just due to the fact that the icon was weirdly like downplayed and then upgraded kind of towards the end. Like it went from like no chance to then some chance, and then she's doing appearances, to then she's not, that they're waffling on an icon. And I don't I have no inside knowledge on this. I know people listening do, but I, I still hope that we get an icon next year and we're not just stuck with the you know, horror story being the icon or something like that. I, I fear that it, it may be going back to that as it was a few years ago. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, ha- I just have that it, feeling. It, because the, the, I mean the, the, the actual official trailer, it almost was though they just edited, edited her in at the end for like two right. seconds. It, it just didn't seem like it was working for whoever's making those decisions at Universal. And it does give me that feeling of 
it's easier for them to rely, for the general public, rely on these intellectual properties that are known massively. And not to say, they knocked out knocked out of the park so many of the houses this year that were intellectual properties, and I'm never going to bash that. But from a marketing standpoint, I do no, love no, the no, original no. houses. My favorite house, and I, I think, we, why don't we end there, Chris? You've had, we, we've, we'll <laughs> talk about why specifically in the next show, but favorite house. What was your favorite house? Picking a favorite <sighs> child. Putting me on the spot. Putting, putting me you on the spot. You can one of your favorites. I, I what pops I have, in your head? I, I think I have a soft spot just because I, I had several really good runs through uh, Halloween 2. I enjoyed that one as well. My favorite, again, we won't go into why. We'll get into that in a future show. My favorite was Ghost Town. By far. Hands down. Not saying it was the scariest, whatever. It was amazing. I just loved Ghost Town. So we'll leave it at that, guys. And hopefully next week we'll be able to get all three of us onto the show. And you'll hear a bit of a... Hear a bit of a review. We'll go through some of the houses and actually talk about what we liked and what we didn't like. But hopefully this was substantial enough for you to last you the week. Heck, we put out a bonus show. Deal with it. All right. Well, that's going to do it, I think, for this week on ScareZone. As always, make sure to take take a look at our website, ScareZone.com. Chris, the new book is out. Yes, the new book, uh, Universal Monsters Origins, is out. Make sure to get that. You can get it right through scarezone.com. It takes you right to Amazon or just go through Amazon, whatever's easiest for you. And you can find that on the right side of the page. You'll see pictures of, of two pictures of Chris's book covers, and that takes you straight to the page to buy them. As well, Scott has some stuff still on eBay, even though uh, he's definitely full-time with WWE, but you'll see he does have some stuff up there. You can also join my Facebook group. Still get ScareZone merchandise. It'll be available all year long and the Bill & Ted 25 stuff and everything we're doing. And you know what? They don't pay. No sponsor here. Go check out that Rocky Horror Show going on this weekend and next weekend. I believe maybe one. I think, yeah, I think it's two weekends featuring our friends, J. Michael Roddy, Summer Aiello, and so many other people who were involved in Halloween Horror Nights are just good people that we like a lot. Again, check them out. That's That link is on our website, too, Pack of the Bonus Show. So I think that's going to do it. Chris, I'm excited to talk to you and fully hear your thoughts on next week. Yeah, I'm going to uh, sit down and go through all my notes yeah, so. and make sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be, yeah, I'm looking forward to that discussion. Maybe I'll fly I'll down tomorrow, definitely. hit it one more time, then we'll talk. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what <laughs> I, I'm drowning in Southwest Point, so we never know. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. As always, keep your eyes closed, your ears open, and we will see you at Finnegan's. Visit our website, scarezone.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scarezone. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash scpodcast. And remember to rate and review us on iTunes. This has been a production of Laugh Old Round Studios. Copyright 2016.